Welcome back to another episode of Rolling with the Stones. I'm Adam. And I'm Gina. And uh, we are part two of our three-part series into the 80s pop culture. And today we're going to be talking about TV shows and movies of the 80s. Our favorites, ones that we uh, took a liking to back in the day. I tell you, I think some of the best movies came out in the 80s. You think so? I think so. Some of the best movies and some of the cheesiest movies. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So, um, some ground rules here dealing with movies. So, we will stay, we will try to stay away from the obvious movies of uh, that are kind of touched on and what i mean by that is uh star wars um the indiana jones series wait wait well hang on hang on these we're, we're acknowledging them here okay and we can we can and we're doing our own episodes on the star wars movies so we don't need to talk about them here we're probably going to do episodes of the Indiana Jones movie, so we don't need to do that those here either. Okay, so yeah, we are so, upcoming. Right, right. But then those are kind of the obvious choices. So past those, and then we'll, we'll eventually get into the TV. But for film, outside of those, what are some of the, your favorites from, from the 80s? The 80s, if you start to go back, I mean, they're... There's some good ones. So if I start, if I go back from when I was younger, I mean, obviously, 1980, Empire was my first. But the second movie that my parents took me to see uh-huh. in the theaters was Caddyshack. Okay. And so that movie, I still enjoy it to the day because not just because it's nostalgic. I still think it's hilarious. It is hilarious. Um, Rodney Dangerfield is fantastic in that movie. I mean, I don't need to tell anybody that, but I mean, I still... Anytime anybody talks about Amelia Earhart or there's a plane flying over us, that that line always comes in, comes into play. It's fantastic. Well, mind you, like I was seven, uh-huh. so of course I rooted for the Gopher. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill Murray's character scared me. Really? Oh, he scared me. Wow, because he was trying to kill a Gopher. He was trying to kill. I just thought his character was just scary for a second. But then, um, then my parents when we saw Stripes. Yeah. And then, so I was like, oh, okay, he's not so scary. <laughs> now, uh, I saw Caddyshack as a kid on television the first time, and it was edited. But it was still hilarious. We knew, even through the edits, that the movie was funny. That's how good that movie is for network television, where they take all the bad words out, and you know, there's, there's nothing R-rated in that thing. It was still hilarious. And it wasn't until I was in high school that I actually saw the first time I saw an unedited version of that, which was spectacular. But I did see the sequel, Caddyshack 2, in the theater. See, when I never it, did. Yeah. I, I saw it with a friend of mine, and uh, yeah, it was painful. I just, it was one of the, it was just a never, you know, you were it expecting Caddyshack, and it just never, never got there. No, it was, it's yeah. one of those, I think. And I love Ted Knight's character. Ted Knight is hilarious in this movie. Ted Knight was hilarious in general. And I always, because I used to love the too show. Too Close for Comfort. Too Close, yeah. yeah too I beat you too. Yeah. Used to be my favorite. Monroe. And, and it's just because he, I don't know, he quite has that same character a little bit. But. Um, He's one of those people, it's hard to do. When they get upset, they're funny. Yeah, yeah. So he, anytime he was upset about something, it was funny. 
So yeah, yeah. so that he Ted and I definitely had that ability. <clears throat> yeah, because you you know one of the one of the famous I don't know let's say famous lines one of my favorite lines it's like you know he's like well yeah we're well, waiting yeah no that's that's fantastic <laughs> and it's just it's those like little mm. bits of lines that he could deliver yeah that was hilarious but like let's say you know you have there's such great eighty very eighty lot of move lot of eighties icons came out with the eighties movies in a sense. Mm-hmm. Because you think of Gremlins, that movie I now, those were movies that when I saw the theater, I was so scared and I loved it at the same time. Yeah. I was, I've never, I've never been a fan of Gremlins. I thought it was boring. Um, it had its moments, but I just, it never, it never got me. I'll be honest with you. I lived in Germany, so any movie I could see. Sure. I'm not saying you're wrong, and I don't want you to feel like you have to defend your choice. I'm just, it's just the gremlins, I just kind of, it's all ho-hum. Love Gizmo. Yeah. And then the, it is fantastic, those rules. But when you see the movie, like when I was a kid, um, the old lady going through the window, in the that was like the iconic scene. Everybody as a kid talked about that. But it was just, that was it. There was just this, 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 the, there was this, and then Spike, the evil gremlin. But that was it. It was just kind of like it was just pretty boring. Yeah. yeah. And now, so, were they eating the people or were they killing the people? They, I haven't seen it in so long. I know definitely they were killing people. Yeah. But they didn't really show it. They didn't show anything. Right, but they, I mean they were they. But there was like a one scene with the 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 one thing that or the one scene that kind of always stood out with me was his teacher. There was a teacher that was holding one of them. He went to feed him, and then he started screaming like the guy was eating him. Uh, I just never understood. Like, are they eating him? Are they killing him? What's going on? Did he just bite his hand, and the guy freaked out. I don't know. So I just remember there was a scene where I don't know who, but somebody stuck one of the gremlins in the microwave, and he exploded. yeah. Oh, that's the other scene. Yes, the gremlin in the microwave. Yeah, that's right. And that bothered me. Yeah, for it still bothers me to this day. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of, there was a couple, the scenes were more iconic than the movie. And then they made a second one. I watched that thing once and I, I was like, it's a, people will say it's pretty decent. I just, it's not for me. I just, yeah. I can't do another one. It's okay. Like, you didn't learn from the first one? So, uh, Ghostbusters, obviously, yeah. that uh, spectacular movie. And there, there's this, one of the sequels or sequels coming out after the pandemic calms down with Paul Rudd. It should have been out this summer. So we should see it. And supposedly it's a true sequel. Like 30 years It's not like the, the last one from the SNL. <coughs> you mean, oh, the, you mean, Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. No, I don't believe it is. Um, and then uh, for comedies, dang. That's well, the famous John Hughes films that were kind of going into the mid-80s. Well, I mean, we're talking 80s here. But here's the thing with those. And we kind of talked about this a little bit when we talked about music. Those movies, for the most part, missed me. Um, I still haven't seen Pretty in Pink. What? Uh, I've never seen it. And I've seen Breakfast Club. Yeah. I've seen Bre- 16 Candles is my oh, that favorite. One. And I haven't seen that one either. And Weird Science. Weird Science. Oh, Weird Science. Is that a John Hughes film? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I didn't know he directed it. it. Did it? Supposedly, it didn't live. Was it as popular as the others? But, um, it had the, the the naked woman in it, or almost naked woman in it. So that was right there for me at that age. It was I know, perfect. It's like, I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly favorite. LeBlanc or LeBlanc or something like that. Yeah. 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 
And of course, then you, there was like Say Anything. That's the very iconic yeah, the, radio. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, that's the first time I ever heard of kickboxing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, but it's just, it's amazing. And it's so funny because, I mean, you could definitely, you could be here like for hours just talking about like some great, I mean, and I always think the 80s also set for like, and these are films I do not watch, but I know it became very popular, was uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Friday the 13th. The slasher films, yeah. Yeah. And I never watched any of those. Okay. So I'm terrible at horror films. <clears throat> I hate them. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of them. But when I was a kid, I still hadn't figured that out, that it was okay to tap out of them. I saw, I never saw, in the 80s, I never saw any of the, the Jason movies. I did see Texas Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was 10. See, I never that was brutal. That was that was rough. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I think this is the eighties. Yeah, uh, I did see Nightmare Before on Elm Street, and then I saw Nightmare on Elm Street three. Dream, I think I saw Dream Warriors, but it was just as I was starting to get into girls, <laughs> discover girls. So I was at a friend of mine's house, and it was my friend, his girlfriend, the girl I liked. And then me. And I hid from that movie. Like, I, like, stopped watching it. And then I was, like, in the other room. And they're like, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> and it wasn't until the end that they figured out that I was, I was hiding from the movie. Oh, how funny. So, yeah. So, that was, uh, that, that did not end well for me. So, some of my other favorites, of course, the Vacation, Chevy Chase oh, yeah. Vacation movies. I mean, the original Vacation and the European and then obviously the Christmas vacation, yeah. and then the other ones afterwards were like, eh. yeah. <laughs> the Vegas one is actually not bad, but uh, that was in the eighties. Yeah, there's, there's some... but the first Vegas, the first vacation, I want to say is a John Hughes film. He either wrote it, he made a Harold Ramis directed it, but I think he uh, John Hughes wrote it. Let's take a look. Let's see if we can find out. He may have written the first two. Who wrote this film? But I mean, I don't want to go down that sure. from here. Now, what famous '80s movies have you not seen? This is a good question. That's a very good question because besides I besides Labyrinth. Okay, thank you. Being I a do, David Bowie fan, I know we it's should lock sin. you up. It's a sin. Uh, and we own it. I, I've seen parts of. I have seen parts of Labyrinth. I just have not seen the whole thing top to bottom. Um, so that's just it. That that's it. Um, I will say this. I did have a chance to see it in the theater, um, and it was Labyrinth or Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, and uh, I was Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I stand by my choice. Um, <clears throat> I have had Labyrinth on and just not been paying attention to it, uh, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. So I just have not sat there and watched the whole thing, and I need to do that. Um, but... Uh, what other? What other? Um, I don't think I saw the second Prince film. I saw Purple Rain, but I didn't see the other one after that. I'm like, was there another? Yeah, one? there was a second one. I didn't see. see uh, the, the famous one I did was the Princess 
The Prince's Bride. We, I just watched it. I know. Two I just watched ago. the little bit yeah. that you saw, but I've never sat down. I've never watched the whole thing. Even when you were watching it the other night, yeah, I was still doing. I was doing. Thing, oh man, so I was editing videos. That was yeah. That was the first time in like forever. I sat and watched that whole thing, and it was it's so good. It's still it's so solid. And I mean, yeah, a lot of people always talk about it. No more rhymes. I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? It's still my favorite line, that whole stupid movie. It's not stupid, but it's a great movie. Now, did you see any of the airplane movies? Yeah. The first two. There's only two. I think it was Naked Gun. I saw those two. I saw all of them. Yeah. And then you have, of course, The Karate Kid. I only saw the first two. I kind of, after the second one, I just didn't care. Yeah, I just saw the first one. And I didn't see the the new one when it was uh, Million Dollar Baby was uh, the Karate Kid. I didn't see that one. And then there was another one that was a Karate Kid, and it was Will Smith's kid. So I mean, Jackie Chan and Will Smith's kid. I didn't didn't see that one. I either. had no idea. Yeah, there was a lot of remakes of the Jack. Karate Kid. And of course, kid. there is the famous Back to the Future. Yeah, now those are solid. Those um, that third one came out in a very interesting time in my adolescence because I think that's when I was really became like a, I mean, I think I was 15 when that came out, Mm -hmm. but I was like going through a lot of stuff at that time. So I remember I had a television in my room when I was a kid, we were that age. And, um, and I remember seeing that commercial for like every time I was laying in my bed, mad at the world, and I would always see that the commercial for that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was fifteen was not my favorite year. Yeah, you know some of the movies that I think that I, if you go back and watch it, I have a hard time seeing them now. And I think it's just because we're parents too. Was Eddie Murphy delirious and Eddie Murphy raw? No, I have no problem with that. I wouldn't watch have my kid watch it, but they're still hilarious. No, it's hilarious. I don't know how my parents let me. Oh, let me oh. Watch so it. this is great, right? My parents took me to Conan the Barbarian. Oh my god! Now I I'm younger than but my Emily. Parents had, they, so my parents used to bootleg all the time. Yeah, yeah. In Europe, and that was one of the movies, and I just couldn't I couldn't stand it. Yeah. I did not like that movie. Like I would just go and play like the other room while they were doing that. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. No, Conan the Barbarian. Now, Conan the Barbarian, there's a lot of R-rated stuff that's going on. <laughs> uh, and then there were giant snakes. Yeah, that I, I was surprised you watched that. I did. Well, it's not like I knew. My, my parents took me to a movie, and I'm looking for the door when the first time the giant snake shows up. Now, if people, I don't know if people know this on our podcast, but Adam and Indiana Jones have something in common. Well, we have to be more specific. You do. You two do not like snakes. I hate snakes. You hate snakes. I hate them. Aspens. Very dangerous. Yeah. You go first. Asps, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I hate them. Uh, I hate them so much. But we have a good, we have an understanding right now. That's right. They don't, they don't let me see them and I don't burn the world down. What's so, so, what's so funny is like we live right by like wine country. Right. And people go, well, how come we don't live in white country? We're like a half, few blocks. I don't, we're not even a block away (laughs) from white. Literally, white country is across the street. Right. Yeah. But there's a, but. They got snakes. They got snakes. They got snakes in white country. They have so many snakes in one country here. People have books 
so they can identify the snake. Please check in, snake, so we can identify you. And people, I, and so I, I'm like, we're done. Somebody told you that, and you just come home, and you're like, no. No, there's no way. Because we go, oh, you know, if we had some more land. Yeah. No, no, we've thought about going out there and building and all that good stuff. And then it was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, there are 48 different varieties of snakes out here. Um, right. But in California, though, and I just found this out, you it is legal to, ha- to have and own a flamethrower. So, I mean, I got that going for me. Yes. Sorry, I was like, had a chakra. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, it's not in the cards. <laughs> no. But snakes are no bueno. Yeah. And then I recall, so E.T. E.T. was a big oh. And when E.T. came out, our... So I lived in Europe at the time, and it was like so it was a huge. You deal. lived in Europe? Yes, I used to. What? Live, I used to live in West, you? I lived in what is called West Germany. It's not that doesn't anymore. even exist anymore. <laughs> now it's just full on Germany. They yeah. dropped the West. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was a big deal, and I remember it was like Monday. Or everybody was going to go. We had a field trip to go see ET. Uh-huh. I was so excited. Sunday night, I got diagnosed with chickenpox. Oh man! I was. Heartbroken. I bet. I was so. That's brutal. And I was that's like, a, I that's a bad beat. And I was like, yeah, no, it yeah. doesn't work that way. <laughs> the whole everybody's gonna get. So did you ever see ET? I did act. I did like later, like uh-huh. years later. Okay. But because that was like when you bought VHS tapes, they're like seventy-five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like nowadays. But that. Who would buy a DVD or a Blu-ray for seventy-five? <clears throat> And this and is, I may get booed for this, but I don't like E.T. When I was a kid and I saw it, I thought everybody was mean. And they are. It is. It is a, it's a rough film. When you go back, and of course, but at that time. No, no. I mean, like, even the siblings were really mean to each other. And it, it just, everybody was mad at each other. There was a lot of anger in that film. And then all of a sudden this this alien, you know, Pops in, who was just scary as all get out, <laughs> and had this long ass neck and stuff like that, and it could, no legs. It just didn't make any sense. He's iconic. He's well. Cute. I mean, I just again did not for me. I saw it because it was to see it, and it was like one of the first movies where I ever you know they had a ton of school supplies. E.T. Yeah. So I had like an E.T. pencil holder or something for my trapper keeper. Now what's so funny is I never had. I never had any ET merchandise. Uh, you didn't miss out. <laughs> now some of the some of the iconic movies is so funny. You see them nowadays, you're like, oh, okay. You saw Willow recently. Yeah, I don't get Willow. I tried, and I didn't see it in the moment, and so that was part of me filling my holes for the '80s. Mm-hmm. And what a, that was a snoozer. <laughs> I, I just did that movie never got started. Now I remember like so, and then the Dark Crystal. Now, the Dark uh-huh. Crystal, there's a Netflix series yeah, now recently. And this is the first time I've seen it. I didn't see it back, uh-huh. back then. Too. They're, they're both really good. The, the Jim Henson film was amazing as a kid. And I think they did real, I think they did a great job with the series. I think it was a little long, mm-hmm. but um, they still did a great job. Yeah. Now, of course, one of my all time favorite movies. Uh huh. Can you guess? No. Moonstruck. Oh well, yeah. Okay, that I knew. Yeah. I was gonna go. You you go with Moonstruck. I got another movie that a obscure '80s movie I want to talk about. Okay, 
So yeah, Moonstruck, I just thoroughly. Yeah, that's enjoy. one of your favorites. Yes, one of my favorites. It was like I remember last year it came up, popped up on like I don't know Hulu or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we watched it. And it was like ten o'clock at night, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm busted through that. And then mm-hmm. another one. I don't know if it's the '80s Sabrina. Wait, what's the one with Harrison? No, Ford? it's '90s. That's '90s. Okay, yeah. we'll talk about that later. But um, so yeah, that was just one of the. I was just like, okay. I love it. One of the, and it's a solid film, and I enjoyed watching it with you. I, I know why you like it. Um, they have a great kitchen table in that film. Um, one of the most obscure 80s films, it's not obscure, but never really talked about, but it's an animated movie, is A Secret of Nim. I have got to see that again. Have you seen Secret of Nim? No. Okay. I don't really think I've heard it. I thought you were going to talk about that Buckeye movie. Buckeye movie? What's the one with Jeff Goldblum? Huh? What is that? Movie? Oh, you're talking about you're talking about bonsai. You're talking bonsai. Buckaroo bonsai. <laughs> oh, Buckaroo, yeah, and that's that's a fantastic. That's a that, that is, is a um, that's totally. There's no more '80s movie than Buckaroo Bonsai. Uh, no, no, that, I love that movie. That is so it's such a culty bad '80s movie. It's fantastic. Isn't that one? If you're you're looking for the poster. Yeah, if I ever see that, I I haven't looked hard enough, but no, I will get that poster. Um, no, I'm all about the Buckaroo Bonsai. Yeah, that thing. I even and I can honestly say I saw it in the theater, and so when I was a kid, because our I, we saw the we saw the commercial the night before. My friend and I we were having a sleepover, and we just were like, "What is that? We gotta see it!" And we saw it, and it was. Um, I had I had another experience in the 80s with a movie like that and it was Howard the Duck. Now, wait. Buckaroo Banzai really, really liked. It ended well. Howard the Duck, I know. That movie, it's not, I can't, that's a rough movie to watch I again. I never saw that movie. I never saw Roger Rabbit. What? Have you ever seen it, Roger Rabbit? No. Whoa, really? And I'll tell you why. I couldn't stand having it. I did not like and to this day, okay. I still have a little trouble with this cross of animation and, like, real life. <laughs> you don't like that? That, like, bothers you in some way? I have no idea. Okay, just, we have to watch that something. movie because here's the thing. When I was a kid and that movie came out, mm-hmm. that is an adult movie. Like, there are adult themes in that movie. And it isn't just kind of like the r rays up. There's some violent things going on, too. Oh, man. And that, and then if you, there, it's based. The source material is really like uh, R-rated. Oh wow! So it's a re- it's a random as all get out that they made it, but um, but yeah, no, that one's really, really something we should watch. Yeah. That, that I'm surprised you didn't see that. Yeah, they do talk about like they got like the there's like there's a lot of people like their favorites are like they're like Weekend at Bernie's. And I never saw right. those. Who do you who do you know that that is their favorite? Those people I was in high school with. Okay. All they would talk about. Oh, did you see Weekend at Bernie's? Well, I saw Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, we 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 don't know any of those people, right? Those are just <laughs> high school people you haven't seen in a long time, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, we can't we can't know these people. You can't know these people, and there was like, but there was like ones like Mr. Mom. Yeah, but that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, Michael and, Keaton, my Michael Keaton Batman later yeah. on in the eighties. And then of course the Eddie Murphy, you know Eddie Murphy was 
huge in the 80s uh-huh. and like the trading places uh-huh. um that was a good one beverly hills yeah that's a beverly good one hill too. cops yeah and so funny is that i've read all this kind of post-mortem stuff about beverly hills cop and they're trying to determine whether or not if axel Foley, his character was actually gay in the movie and it's just because he wasn't hooking up with a woman Oh, God. And it was just like, really? You know, that's, he didn't hook up with a woman, so he's gay? It's just, it's incredible what people will try to figure out. Or Like recently? Yeah, this is stuff that's come in the last few years. Like, well, look what he's wearing. Look what he, you know, he's with his friend here. He's with his woman friend here, but he didn't make a move on her. And it's just like, really? Maybe it's because they didn't, in the 80s, didn't want an African-American leading man hooking up with a white uh, female Actress, maybe they were still against that back then. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how much of like that stuff has changed uh-huh. too. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because everyone would want to hook up with Eddie Murphy. They had to go back and. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, it's just. They'd be just flocking. Over. Yeah. No. That this is. It was just kind of one of those things. Like you guys, if you're thinking his character was gay, you're totally missing out on why you're not picking up. The context of the, when the movie came out. It was, it's, it's crazy how people will go back and analyze movies like that. Like Oh, well, speaking of which, the perfect movie for that also occurred in the 80s, and that's The Shining, which you, I believe, have not seen. No, I have not. Okay. Speaking of people, she moved, she brought it over there. Okay. Um, analyzing that film to no end. There is even a documentary about the hidden meaning of what The Shining is, which I have seen. It's called Room 237. Um, And these people, there's stuff like in the back poster. Or there's just all this random stuff in these scenes. And people will concoct this elaborate web. Oh, that reminds me when I was driving home from the movie and I kept thinking about this Indian head um, on a box of oatmeal. And that it was Stanley Kubrick talking about the genocide of Native Americans in the United States. I'm like, what? So it just, it's the people, and they're dead, people are dead serious. They're like, this is what it means. And and it is amazing. And oh, yeah, they're even proving that he faked a moon landing. Uh, It's This documentary is spectacular. It is a film you will not watch because that movie is too intense for you. Yeah. I, okay, and just as a little sidebar. I read that book between my junior and senior year in high school in the 90s, sorry. But I read it in a cabin in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota. It scared the bejesus out of me reading it. I, the wrong place to read The Shining was there. Oh my goodness. See, I'm not a Stephen King person. Uh-huh. I'm, I've only seen one, actually I've seen two movies. I saw Pet Cemetery uh-huh. oh, and I saw... I can't watch that again. The one with Kathy Bates. Yeah, Misery. Yeah. And so, that's like, I'm good. Have you seen Firestarter? Or oh, no? that was the Stephen King? Yeah, the one Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore? Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Okay, and then there's one. Damn it. Uh, it is with Martin Sheen. And he's he's like a Trump. Oh, my God. Um what did I, 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 
but that's what the book was. That's the book was. It's I'm not I'm not pontificating. I'm just saying that is what he read it, or that's what he wrote. Um, and it was what's uh, more cowbell. Um, you talking about Christopher Walken? Thank you, Christopher Walken. Uh, he gets great, he gets hurt, and I the dead zone. I think it's the dead. Yeah, the dead zone, and he can start um, predicting things. That is a really good one too. Come on, kitty. So, so we're kind of the movies that I know were missing a lot. There's there's a lot of great movies back then, and then what about TV shows? What are some of your like favorites? Like, did you watch The Facts of Life? Well, I saw something. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere. Okay, Mr. I saw that stuff. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Give me a break. Yeah, I mean, I saw that. Um, my favorite TV show in the '80s. And it would have to probably be like uh, the A team. A team. Yeah, the A team. I mean, that was when the A team came out. I was the kid that played outside all night until the streetlights came on, yeah. and we would somehow always end up playing war. And I'd have like eight pairs of camouflage pants, and I always somehow would put knee holes in the knees of them. <laughs> And that was it. Uh, but like late 80s, I didn't really watch a lot of TV. Like I, I can't sit there and say like, oh, Miami Vice. No, no. <laughs> um, it was, and that was, I think that show was like on a Friday night. So I, I never, I never saw it. Loved watching Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whoever we were talking about earlier in the last episode that we I'd have American Bandstand that would come on. Um, sometimes when I was trying to stay up for Saturday Night Live, I'd fall asleep. And I'd wake up and Showtime at the Apollo would be on. And then I knew I'd miss Saturday Night Live because I'd slept through it. And I'd just get ticked off. That one of the best 80s. Well, it wasn't really 80s. I remember the 80s because they ended in the 80s. But it's a Johnny Carson show. Carson was the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. And that was... Watching his old stuff is great. Yeah. So I I recall that. Like I said, I know he started way before then. Right. But... um, that's just it's one of my memories like you stay up late and just it's just it was like the great it's like the greatest like thing I look forward to summer yeah so I had to stay up and watch John Carson uh, for me I loved Carson but I also then discovered David Letterman mm. and David Letterman um, I remember like I, I mean, you're talking about the summers I remember like 86 to 87 right in there I would I could watch Letterman every night Monday through Thursday during the summer and it, and it was like the, this this cool thing that I could do, mm-hmm. and Letterman was so hilarious. He was as you know, cutting edge at the time. Um, he eventually didn't stop being cutting edge, but I mean, he was cutting edge at the time, and it was great. I just remember that stuff, reading his top ten books. Um, one of the funniest specials I've ever seen is the 10th anniversary of David Late Night with David Letterman on NBC. Mm-hmm. That 10th anniversary show is at Radio City Music Hall. The bits they played on that thing are hilarious. There's one bit where he's in his office cleaning his gun. <laughs> and he accidentally shoots the cameraman and the cameraman falls down. The camera goes down. And it is like... For real? It's, it's, it's a gag, right? Oh, okay. It's a gag. <laughs> And so, but when it happened in the moment, and, and of course at the time I was naive to gun violence and all this stuff, but right. in the moment it was the most 
hilarious thing I'd ever seen. I actually wrote a paper about it. <laughs> and my English, my English teacher even said, there's, there's a moral to the story that you're not getting, but yeah, that is a funny bit. And I was like, yeah, this was hilarious. But yeah, so Letterman. Uh, I, if I had to pick a favorite show, now that I really had time to think about it, it would be Late Night with David Letterman. That was, that was the best. Now, one of the shows, of course, this is early 80s. I love, I was like, Dukes of Hazzard. Uh-huh. Bo Schneider, like, I always remember I had a nightgown. I was in second grade. My heart belongs to Bo. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know that show's sort of like late 70s, but I, to me it has like the 80s. Oh, no, that was totally an 80s show. Yeah. And then... Um, Roscoe Pico Train. Roscoe Pico Roscoe Pico Train was the best character. He was. I love Roscoe. And so, but it's like, I love Murphy Brown. Okay. That's when I got a little bit older. Huh. I really enjoyed that. Of course, Married with Children. Yeah. And then... Christina yeah. Applegate. Yep, that was good. Did your parents or grandparents ever watch, like, Knott's Landing, Dallas, or Dynasty? I saw a little bit of Dallas and a little bit of Dynasty, but no Knott's Landing. Yeah, we never watched my grandmother, and who I spent a lot of time with, Nana, um, huge Dallas. She always rooted for JR. She loved Okay, JR. that's fantastic. Your Nana... Rooting for JR is all I needed to know. That <laughs> seals the deal. It seals the deal on Nana. That's fantastic. She would I, I could see her in her little chair. She'd get close to the TV. And it was just like, she'd be like, ooh. And she'd just get so excited with JR. <laughs> and that and the, her favorite show was the Golden Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so Golden Girls, like I kind of enjoy it because I would watch that with, with my her. grandmother as well. And... So I think that show used to be like on a Saturday night. Was it? And, but yeah, yeah. My grandmother loved it. Of course, her favorite character was the mother. Mm-hmm. And so those two shows, I don't know if Dallas was Saturday night. But I, if we would, I remember yeah. the opening of Dallas. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. that was always cool to watch at that age because you're like, wow, so wow, wow, what's going on? Okay, so do you know this? Here's, here's useless television trivia. Knott's Landing. It was a spinoff of what show? Dynasty? Dallas. Oh, it was. It was. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of the main characters was a Ewing, which was the family name of J.R. Ewing, mm-hmm. was J.R.'s, one of J.R.'s brothers. Well, J.R.'s brother. And that was his show. So they made Knott's Landing. And do you know who was in that show for a little while? Locklear? Maybe. But I'm looking for uh, one. Maybe she was Dynasty. Alec Baldwin. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Alec Baldwin was in Not Landing. That's and where he, I think he got his first his, his big first big start. He was also in a really famous eighties movie that we tend to love, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Now what's so funny is that our daughter watched Beetlejuice for the first time last year. Yeah. And when he grabs his crush, Yeah. <laughs> Honk honk. Yeah. Yeah. She about fell over and thought that was the funniest yeah. thing. Yeah. No, it was pretty good. And it's like her favorite part. I just tell everybody. And then he went honk honk because she's grabbing himself. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, she's a little too adult. But that was, that's still that movie. Beetlejuice, I'm so glad Beetlejuice is starting to get appreciated as yeah. it should. Because yeah. Beetlejuice was great. Michael Keaton did a fantastic job. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love that movie. Yeah. Too. Yeah, but it's 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 amazing. Like there's some like there's some really good eighty shows when you start to like Cheers 
iconic. And did you say kind of look up like now some of the 80s shows I didn't like was Alf. Mm. I couldn't stand that show for some reason. And then there was like, but there is shows that like people that love, love, like I have some friends that they just love that show. Everybody's got to love the show. That was the Wonder Years. Yeah, the Wonder Years was good. I never watched it. The problem with Wonder Years was his parents were my parents. If you look at his parents, they look like my folks. So I would always watch that show and then the parents, something would be happening with the parents Mm -hmm. and they look like my mom and dad and I'd be like, crap. So yeah, so. One show I did like was Moonlighting, of course. Oh yeah, Moonlighting was great with Bruce Willis when Mm -hmm. he was actually funny. Yeah, he's hilarious in that show. And I just thought, I had like the, I had like the biggest crush on him. I don't blame you. Yeah. Bruce back in the day was all right. Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies, yeah, Tom Hanks. And then there was a, a Great American Hero. Yes, believe it or not. Yeah, it has a very famous song. I don't know how many seasons. I gotta watch it. That's actually a show from the 80s I'd watch again because it really was odd because the aliens gave him the suit, but he didn't ever figure out how to use the suit. And that's why he flew all weird. So it was really ahead of its time in that way. Yeah. But I, that, that, uh, I would always remember as a kid when we had a pool. You, we would all pretend we were him flying and jump in the pool all spastic, like flailing yeah. around, and then we'd fall into the water. Of course, one of my favorites, and I know some of these started in the 70s, but I didn't watch it until the 80s, Three's Company, mm. coming, knocking on a door. Mm-hmm. I, I can watch that show. I can, and it's so funny, I'm surprised you don't see... Do you, have you watched a Three's Company? You haven't watched a Three's Company lately, have you? No. No, yeah, no, 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 no. That movie would, that show would not, there'd be people would be rioting in the street with that show. All it was was Jack Tripper lying to women to get him in bed. That was the whole show. <laughs> and so that was it. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't hook up or try to hook up with his roommates. Um, he would leer at them, but he wouldn't yeah. hook up with them. But yeah, Don Knotts was hilarious. Don Knotts was, Don Knotts is always fantastic. But Mr. Roper, the Ropers were there before Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. But that's how it was. It was Jack and his scummy friend, Larry, <laughs> and trying to hit on chicks. That's all it was. That's all that show was. <laughs> and, but, you know, John Ritter, bless his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, he was tremendous. He was. He was. And I, but like I said, I was getting, I love that show. He's in Bad Santa. Yeah. Every time I see Bad Santa, all of a sudden there's John Ritter for a moment, and it's so great that he's that, in it. I think that was his last movie. It could have been, yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah, it was a show. It was one of the, those shows, like, that I would look forward to. Three's Company? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I wow. was a huge Three's Company. I got I got irritated when they replaced Suzanne Summers. Oh, hilarious. Too. And... I was just like, oh, it's not the same character. <laughs> it's, and, a, it's a different blonde in a swimsuit. Yeah. What's going on? Yes, and then, of course, with the famous The Love Boat. Oh, yeah, The Love Boat. Yeah. yeah. That was just... Totally forgot about The Love Boat. They should bring that back. That's what I'm saying. That would be a good show to make on, like, Netflix, The Love Boat. That would be hilarious. Like, who would... Who would... I mean, who would, who would you put in place... Okay. Some of those cast members. Okay, the captain of the love boat. If they redid the love boat right now, uh-huh. the captain would have to be Jack Black. 
That's who I would put is the captain of the ship, Jack Black. Oh, yeah. And if, but you know who they could bring back? Because he oddly doesn't age. Is Ted, um, Ted McGinley. McGinley. He was also in Married with Children. Wait, he was on the love boat? He was in the love boat for a little bit. Maybe, t- was this towards the end? It was towards the end, yeah. Okay, okay. He was much younger at the time. But, I mean, it's just one of those things that it's like, and did you know Alan Thick was on the love boat? Like a regular cast member? He was kind of towards the end as well. No idea. And Rest in peace, Alan Thick. Exactly. And then, of course, he had Isaac. Uh-huh. You always think of... Yeah. Who who would play a good Isaac? Oh, it'd be Michael Pena. You think so? Michael Pena, just like if he kind of sort of did his Ant-Man character, not really totally his Ant-Man character, but... He could just be there just telling stories. My, Michael Pena being that guy at the bar t- at being the bartender like that would be fantastic. And this is going to be a whole nother Actually, Jack episode. Black would be a good uh, Isaac, too, yeah. <laughs> I, was I think you could cast Jack Black... Into every male role of the love boat, you wouldn't go wrong. <laughs> Just put Jack somewhere on the ship, we'll be fine. He's the doctor. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was I was definitely so funny because I I really couldn't tell you like an episode. There's always trouble. There's always yeah. There's always trouble, and there's a misunderstanding. Um, oh crap! Speaking of which, they redid Fantasy Island. Do you remember? No, no, they did a movie. They Just did? in the last year, so they did Fantasy Island. And you know you know who they cast as Mr. Rourke? They had a Fantasy Island. You're going to love this. Was Michael Pena. <laughs> was it the scary movie? Yeah. They turned oh, it into goodness. a scary movie. They turned it into like a monkey paw situation. Oh, my goodness. And speaking of monkey paw, uh, The Simpsons started in the late 80s. Oh. Which is one of our daughter's favorite shows. Anything uh, Treehouse of Horror, she will watch that. that. That's so funny. That's her favorite thing. And it's so funny because I was not a huge, like when The Simpsons came out. No, you were too. You were too. You, I was too. I was already to the dark side. Yeah, you. I couldn't be. You were too cool for it. I can't. <laughs> I can't watch that. I can't do it. Um, but it's just it's amazing that some of this and somebody it's like some some people will talk about that was Saved by the Bell started. In the I 80s. never watched it. I missed that. That's why I would say it's more of a '90s show. I think I would have to look that up for some reason. It could be a '90s Saved by the Bell. You know, it started that... in 1989. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was so. One of our friends loves that show. Huh. Like, and I gave him, and he was total goth, and I gave him at it with joy. The hardest time. You're talking about the husband? Yes. Really? Absolutely. Wow, that show is... uh, I can't believe that. That's hilarious. It's... Yeah. And we love... And his wife does too. We love to give him... Yeah, you should. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, please. He's like Mr. Tough Guy. But almost saved by the bell came on. Yeah. Because I remember, like, we're about to go to a club. And because we lived in San Diego at the time, we're going to. Gosh, what was that club called? Oh my gosh. Saved by the Bell? <laughs> Saved by 
the bill. And he would be watching that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. And he, he wasn't shy about it. He didn't no. try to hide I, it. No, no. I, he wouldn't. He'd be proud of it. <laughs> he'd probably be going, why aren't you watching it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, I think, like, so some of the shows, some of the shows of the 80s, but, like, so the 90s. Okay. So, oh, go ahead. I say not thanks, but the, the movies just really, like, the movies, some of them you just still watch to today. Yeah. Some of them you watch today and you're like, really? That was popular back then? Okay. So as we're getting ready to wrap up here, and we've kind of been talking this stuff about randomly all over the place about the stuff we like, is there one movie or TV show, or one of each, that you just hated? Could not understand what people watched it, cannot understand the appeal, you just hate it. Any visceral reactions to it? Like when I was younger, like my parents, and I know it started in the 70s, it was MASH. Okay. But it ended in the 80s, so I'll give you that. Yeah. And I don't know. And for some reason to me, because it seemed like it was on all the time. And it was because I wanted to watch something. Okay. And then my dad would be watching MASH. And I'd just be like, oh. <laughs> MASH-wise, that show was always on. And I was like, and I, the, the music now. So like I said, some people love it. They love the iconic, you know, like the music. But um, the show was depressing. It was. But it was about war, so it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the greatest thing about it, but um, yeah. So that was that show bothered me just because it was always on when I wanted to watch TV. Mm-hmm. And as far as movies, I mean. T- I never liked, like I said, I didn't like the Nightmare for Christmas, Nightmare, Christmas, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth. I didn't like any of those mm-hmm. movies, and it just, it just bothered me, because you know, for oh, you want to go see that? It's like no, no, I don't want to see because it seemed like there was like twenty of them. Yeah. Two. The one, the movie that I and I already spoke about it, the movie that I didn't like that everybody did like was E.T. So I just didn't, I just still to this day, if I will try to watch it, everybody's just a jerk. There's no nice person in that. Even Elliot's a jerk. So he's a jerk to E.T. and to his sister or Bola, even his brother. I just, I don't, it's not for me. It's just a little too rough. Um, but for television shows, um, the, the show when it came out, I could not stand. But I got an appreciation for it as I got older. Mm-hmm. Was Night Rider. Rider. Because <laughs> totally. it was just so. The minute, like, my dad, at the, when I was a kid, my dad owned car dealerships. Mm-hmm. So I was around cars all the time. So what was the disconnect for me was a talking car. And it was just stupid. And I, I just was like, really? This is a stupid talking car. car? That's not how this works. And I knew a little bit about computers, and I'm like, you can't fit a computer in that car like that. How you know? I've, there's just too much, too much logic. As I've gotten older, and especially when I rediscovered it in college, it, of, of course I had totally missed the whole vibe of that show, and I've gone on later to appreciate it. Um, but at the time, I was like, ah, "This isn't. I can't." I, I remember we'd be like the day after, or the next day at school, and there'd be kids talking about the episode, and I would just like, just disgusted walk away yeah you know one of the uh, iconic movies that we did not talk about that my parents had me to watch that freaked the heck i freaked out uh-huh. was poltergeist 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a brutal one. For kids of the 80s that oh aren't ready gosh. for horror. Yeah. I couldn't sleep for yeah. the longest time. No, that's a rough one. Be- I was like, I didn't like the TV. Well, see, that's a rough thing is that it's kind of dated now, but you would have that television go out at the end of the day. Yeah. And so that you would be... You would see it at night and you're like, wait, that's just like the movie. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't like when the television, like, so I had to make make sure you turned it off before you fell yeah. asleep and that came on. And, yeah, it was just it was just a little rough. Now, nowadays, they got it loose, but. But, no, I mean, there's a million channels and they don't ever turn off. Well, because like, they started selling the time, too. So, but, yeah. yeah. But, um, but do you remember they would play the uh, Star Spangled Banner or yeah Star Spangled yeah. Banner right before they'd be the, it was the end of our broadcast day yeah like, and oh, you hear the Star Spangled Banner and you would like just kind of freak out yeah um, and you'd be like oh my god it's, what time is it but now they've figured out they can sell all that time so they yes. don't do it anymore and then one of the movies um, now what is your favorite what is your favorite 80s movie well outside of kind of the ones that we set aside at the beginning mm-hmm. um They'd probably be Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah. And I have a couple like Moonstruck and then uh-huh. I have Beetlejuice too. Yeah. But I mean like Fine so choices. There's 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 a lot of good movies that from the eighties. Yeah. Very much so. Yes. Well, I hope you've enjoyed uh walk down memory lane of movies. We have one more eighties episode uh on Thursday. Eighties icons. Eighty icons. And I all I can say is this VH one pop up video. Yeah, there you go. Was that in the 80s? I had no idea. I think that was the 90s. Oh, man. Um, so you've already messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so Gina's going to find out which decade we're actually talking about. And we'll be back on Thursday. So, uh, and I'm Adam. And I'm Gina. And uh, thanks for rolling with us. <laughs> Good night.